Welcome to Mudflap and Palmer We're Forced to Do a Podcast, a weekly bonus bit of the Mudflap and Palmer Show, starring Mudflap and Palmer. Reach out to us on Facebook or email mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com. Now, against their will and most people's wishes, here are Mudflap and Palmer. Well, hey guys, and welcome back to episode number 25 of the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast. Hope you are well. Apparently forced is a rather loose term. We haven't done one in a couple of weeks. Well, it's, you know, our schedules have been weird. Well, it is, and, and both of us had vacation over the last month. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's actually something I want to touch on real quick a little bit later on. We'll uh, kind of recap because you had a stellar vacation. Yes, I did. You were. It was uh, action packed. Yeah, you had pictures all over so social much media. So that my sleep schedule never changed. So <laughs> I, I'm not sure how that works out on vacation, but it did. And develop new muscles in your in your legs from doing a lot of walking. Dear Lord, I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, it's just gotta, a bad memory. Not going to be a big and involved uh, podcast today, but uh, a couple things that we should just touch on. And actually, we want to get this out of the way early in the week. Uh, we mean to do a podcast every Friday, but life sometimes gets in the way this week we're doing it early in the week because we haven't done it in a couple of weeks. And also later in the week, we're occupied with uh, our 20th annual uh, CMN radiothon with McLeod children's hospital. That'll take up our days on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. So in order to get this in doing it early in the week. Uh, so let's talk about your vacation for a second. Sure. Uh, now about a month or so ago, I went to the Outer Banks, nice, relaxing vacation. Not a lot of physical exertion. It was me and the beach, and it, I was so cool with that. Didn't even go to the beach. I just kind of chilled on the back porch and looked out at the ocean, felt the ocean breeze. Wait, but you, you had an oceanfront house, and you never walked onto the beach? Uh, no, I, well, I did, but not— Didn't lay out? No, that no. I didn't do because there was too many people around. Uh, even though it was the week— you scared of frightening them? Or? Yes, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. So— uh, yeah, I kind of avoided the beach until most of the crowds went away, which was towards sunset. And, uh, at that point would walk down to the water's edge or whatever. Right. But we couldn't go in the water anyway, because we had one of those, you know, red flag things all week long. Oh, red uh, currents and stuff like that. Yeah. So really the, the number of people that were in the water was, and that was part of the problem because they weren't going in the water. They were on the beach itself and it was. Oh, I got too you. crowded. I said, hashtag, am I too close? Because the people were just. Are you saying they would set up right in front of you? Unbelievable. How rude. Well, the, it, it actually, we're joking, but it actually kind of is because the beach is segmented or should be segmented to the property that extends down to the water. Is we, that how that works? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example about that in that. No, actually being on the beach is kind of a free-for-all, but we actually had this stairway, this long wooden stairway that went from the back porch of the house down to the waterline. Sure. And people were just, and that belongs to the house, and people were just finding their way onto there to, to chill. I'm like, hey, we actually, my brother-in-law said, yeah, this is private property. Beach is fine. But don't, this, don't be hanging on the deck. Yeah, you know? the, the, yeah, it's it's not yours to to do. Right. So anyway, um, end result was very very chill week for me. Yours was quite the opposite. You drove down to Orlando in the middle of Hurricane Ian, in the middle of it. Well, it was a tropical storm, and, and here was the catch twenty two. The plan was we were going to leave 
South Carolina on Thursday. Um, and more, most of it was into the ocean already. It kind of already, you know, pretty much well done its damage in Florida and was going out into the Atlantic. Well, what we didn't realize was this thing was going to whip back around to South Carolina as a hurricane. Mm-hmm. So we either had to wait and delay the vacation by a couple of days and hope that the damage wasn't too bad here in South Carolina for us to even get on the roads so, or drive through a tropical storm. So, I mean, I've, I've lived on the East Coast my entire life in South Carolina my entire life. So, you know, driving through a tropical storm turned out to be a good thing to do um, because there's no other idiots on, on the roads. Heading south anyway. Well, exactly. You know, and by the time we got to about Brunswick, it started getting cloudy. We got a little bit of light rain. Uh, the only hairy part was when you get into Florida and Jacksonville and that huge white bridge. Mm-hmm. And that thing is so far up in the air. It's almost like you're riding a Disney ride. Been on that many times. And it, it, when you get up to it and it says, uh, you know, careful, could have some high wind burst and, you know, and I'm just absolutely terrified of heights anyway. So, you know, that was the only sketchy part. By the time we got to Orlando, the sun was actually out. And uh, then we were dealing with a hurricane when we got to Orlando. Like, we kind of went through a hurricane but mm-hmm. didn't go through the hurricane. We the dealt, aftermath. We dealt with the aftermath where everything was closed. Right. So the first night was an absolute shoot on where to eat. Because nothing was open. Mm-hmm. Although everybody was walking around, we thought people, you know, were open. Uh, that wasn't the case. But by Friday night, everything had kind of opened back up and, you know, and Disney had shut down for two days and we were uh, pretty much well back on track. Yeah. It so. was. Uh, so, so how was the Disney experience? Now, one, the question is, with the fact that a hurricane had just moved through the area, like literally a day or two before, were the crowds less than what you would have expected? A little bit, but not, I mean, according to the workers, we were asking the people at, you know, the, the resort we were at, we stayed at Pop Century, mm-hmm. and they said it was a little light. Now, their version of a little light and my version of a little light are way two different things because there were still a lot of people there. Um, you know, the, the our first, I guess, park experience, we actually drove down to Legoland, mm-hmm. um, which, save your money, wasn't a fan. Um, <laughs> wasn't a fan from when it was brought up. It just kind of, you know, just nailed it home at the end of it. Um, and then we finally got into Disney. Our first official day was Sunday, I believe it was. It was either Saturday or Sunday. And we went to Animal Kingdom, which, to be honest, outside of the Avatar ride, uh, the rest of it I could have done without. Sure. Magic Kingdom was Magic Kingdom. Everything you expect with Magic Kingdom, it was packed. Um, that was the only park that I really experienced that it was, you felt like a sardine. Well, Magic Kingdom, um, it's I think, not that big to begin with. It's one of the smaller parks anyway. Right. And I think in general, that is the center of activity at Disney. It is. In that, yeah, you got the other peripheral parks, but everybody wants to go to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And it was the kids' first time. So we, you know, we spent, you know, a good time at Magic Kingdom. Epcot was my favorite because they had a food and wine festival going on. I believe it goes on until like mid November. And uh, I basically ate my way through epcot and it was the best experience ever um you we, discovered poutine oh my goodness it the is, canadian delicacy poutine i'm so upset that it took 52 <laughs> years of my life to figure out that the canadians had figured out if you put gravy and cheese curds on french fries that this is the best thing ever and, and this is the reason why the canadians are so happy <laughs> all the time always happy all the time man um and then their beer has more alcohol and they got poutine yeah yeah <laughs> 
1,000%. It was so, so good. So mm. tip of the hat to the Canadian part of, I mean, and, re- and the rest of the world's had a lot of good food as well, but that was my favorite um, by far. Uh, we did Hollywood Studios as well, uh, which was great because, you know, that's my jam where I got to spend, you know, basically half a day in the Star Wars land while the family went out and, you know, they did their thing because I'm not a real big rides person. Um, but I did ride all the rides uh, as far as, you know, that goes. Um, and then we finally finished up in Universal where Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, that that ride everybody loves. I personally hated it because I hate roller coasters. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack was great. Uh, they played Tears for Fears and Everybody Wants to Rule the World while you're on this one. I, apparently, there's like a bunch of different songs that they play from the 80s. Uh, and you have different experiences per song I, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but... That was really cool. Um, and then the last day we were at, at the Harry Potter world. Holy cow. And it pains me to say this as a Star Wars fan, but Universal does it so much better than Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Potter world, if you don't know, if you've never been to Universal, is kind of split up into two different groups. On the Isle of Adventure is where you have the castle and kind of the town. Um, and you get beer butter, you know, the beer butter beer or whatever it is. Um, and everybody was drinking that and the castles there, there's a couple rides there. Um, and then you get on a train, um, in which you get on this train and you have an entire, which brings you from Isle of Adventure to the main universal park, a total Harry Potter experience. You don't see the park at all. It's everything is so well done. I won't spoil it for anybody. And then you get to, you know, universal, universal proper, um, and where they have Diagon Alley and you walk into Diagon Alley. And I'm telling you, you think you're in Diagon Alley. Yeah, the pictures that you sent were pretty impressive. It was more like a movie set. It's stunning how than, well it's done. Yeah, it was, you know, as a Harry Potter fan, and I am a Harry Potter fan, uh, that's something, that's probably where I would go the next time I uh, went to Orlando. Should. It's so submersive. Um, you feel like you're there. Yeah, they have these interactive wands that you can buy for like, I think it's $63 and you can walk up to different windows and it does different triggers, different things. And, um, they have, you know, really cool rides and just the atmosphere period and Diagon Alley is like none other than any of the other experiences that I had, which I was into it, but I'm not a Potterhead as, mm-hmm. as they call them. Um, oh, is that and, what they call them? Yeah. And my wife and, you know, the rest of, you know, her, her brother and sister-in-law and things like that they're all potter heads you know my daughter loves it my son loves it um so they really enjoyed it i thought it was super cool um they did a really good job and then that sunday we finally drove back but we were averaging on my fitness app on my phone it was about 12 and a half miles a day you know on feet um and i think i lost five pounds through the entire experience and that's with eating your way through epcot and i hate a lot (laughs) i mean stupid amounts of food um, but I did find a, if you, if you want to have one of those jobs or you're doing one of these things to where you're walking constantly, um, I use CBD, um, you know, lotion for my knee and it works really well. Um, and it's, you know, totally great, totally awesome. Um, but I started putting it on the bottoms of my feet and in, on my calves and it made the world a difference. Well, they say that you are, uh, you, the bottoms of your feet are very absorbent. Yeah. And stuff that is there will make its way into your system. I can't remember what it was, and I'll have to look it up. But somebody said something about putting onions in your shoes or something. And I can't remember what that was supposed to do. 
But was that the, like from when you're sick or something? I don't know. I, I honestly don't I think remember it what it was for. But the whole concept was that it's your body absorbs it that much quicker because it's going through the soles of your feet. I'm, which who knew? But what you say backs that up. Man, it was it was like finding some new discovery because all of a sudden <laughs> I could walk without pain. Uh, it was great. Uh, How was um. Mickey's not so scary Chris, uh, Halloween. Wow, they did a great job with that. So, explain what that is real quick because you went down obviously a couple weeks before Halloween. Halloween's yeah. two weeks away. Um, what is that? Is it just like it's parades like the, with the Disney songs about Halloween and things like that? Is that what it is? It is, and it's not. Um, they do have a, a parade, um, but basically at four o'clock, they you have to have this pass to get in, um, and they basically shut down you know, most of Magic Kingdom to where it's kind of roped off. Mm-hmm. And if you have a pass, you can get into it. And and they give you a trick-or-treat bag and you go around basically Magic Kingdom and you're trick-or-treating. And we're talking high-end candy. You know, you're not getting the the stupid Tootsie, you know, rolls. Tootsie rolls and, you know, the those those peanuts or whatever it is. Smarties. Yeah, no Smarties either. I mean, we're talking, <laughs> you know. Snickers bars and things like that. Yeah, um, so you the trick, good stuff. You basically trick or treat through Magic Kingdom. Sure. And then they have, you know, a big fireworks display and a big show that goes along with it. Um, there's a there's a parade. Um, it's really well done. If you've ever been on Main Street USA, is that where this happened? Yeah, it's part of it. Because that the way that that's built with all the little shops, mm-hmm. it's almost perfect. Oh, it is. For trick or treating. Well, they had it very clearly marked. Um, it wasn't like at every store or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was, you know, in the middle of the road and, you know, they had a big sign up and, I mean, you couldn't miss it. So you would stand in line and they would not just like give you a piece of candy. They were dumping candy in like they were producing it. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty insane and everybody got a bag. I mean, if you had a ticket, like I had a bag, my wife had a bag, my kids had a bag. So, you know, everybody was doing the trick-or-treat thing. Well, Walt Disney has a little bit deeper pockets than we do when it comes to Halloween trick-or-treating and handing out candy. Oh, so. trust me. I mean, <laughs> at one point, we were at a station, and they brought up kind of reinforcements of candy, mm-hmm. and it was boxes and boxes and boxes. And I don't mean, like, small boxes, like, you know, packing boxes that would just drive a UPS guy crazy. Um, and they were just dumping them in. You know, forklift comes up with a pallet, you know. That's all that was missing, <laughs> to be quite honest. But it was a fantastic trip. Uh, loved it. You know, ate, spent a lot of money, but it was worth it. And, and the, the kids, kids loved it. Kids had a blast. Kids had a blast. Yeah. All right. I used that last bit about uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween to kind of segue into this next thing. And this was a conversation my daughter and I were having about Halloween movies. Now, I'm not a fan of, of slasher movies, but I like a good horror movie if it's atmospheric. You know, mm-hmm. things like, you know, Sixth Sense or... Things that are a little more about the story and the atmosphere rather than uh, blood and guts. Right. Um, she is kind of the same way about that. But we got into a conversation about how I took her and her sister to the theater to go see an animated horror movie. And I was so freaked out by this movie that I haven't watched it since. And she jokes with me about it. She laughs at me and said, and, and thinks I'm kidding, and I'm not. This movie was highly disturbing to me, and it was for kids. And the mo- and I've got a couple movies that kind of fit this category. Okay. Most of them are like, you know, there was one, Toy Story did one. 
that was Halloween themed. It was kind of like a mini. Oh yeah, movie. yeah I know which one you're talking about. Uh, and, like Toy Story of Terror, I think is what they yeah. called it. Uh, and there's stuff like that which I like and I appreciate. And uh, you know the Hotel Transylvanias. Those are great. Yeah, they're they're really good and they're fun, but they're Halloween themed. Adam's Family stuff. You know, like I like all that stuff. Sure. This movie was disturbing. And the movie, if you know what I'm talking about, it came out about 10, 15 years ago, and it was called, it was animated. It was called Monster House. Oh, I remember that movie. This movie. I like that movie. Freaked me out. I'm like, <laughs> there is some stuff in this movie that should not be in movie for kids. The, the house comes alive. It gets this big fanged face on it. There is a backstory behind why it's haunted that is as scary as the actual imagery. I Steve Buscemi plays one of the main characters, one of the voices. All I can say is, to this day, this movie freaks me out. I cannot. I eventually will go back and watch it, try to get a different perspective on it. But here is also the additional part of this. And this is probably part of my problem with this movie. Is we went to the theater, and I did what I often do when a movie doesn't really intrigue me much, and I nodded off a little bit. So that... And we were up in the front of the theater so that when it got to a loud, scary part, I kind of like woke, woke up a up. little bit. And I was like, where in God's name am I? <laughs> what hell did I wake up in? Because now you got this screen and I was down close to the screen. And now you get the screen that's huge and it's vivid and it's loud. And it's all you see when you open your eyes and you've been asleep for a couple of minutes. And oh my God, did that scare the living daylights out of me. So were your kids okay with the movie? It. There you go. They loved it, there which makes it go. worse for me. <laughs> no wonder why they rag you about oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that's not the only one, too. One of my other daughters, one of my other daughters, I only have two daughters. My <laughs> other daughter is a fan of a different movie uh, called Coraline. Oh, that I had this on my list. Is it? Uh, yeah, that oh, one. That one I'm not a fan. What were you I can't. thinking? Yeah, and my daughter loves it. My does, mine does, too. Yeah. And I'm like, it's long needles on hands and and removing eyes it's and, just like the whole style of it just is odd and, to and, me. The, and the woman that's the evil entity in this is so damn scary yeah. and i'm like if i was a kid and i saw this as an adult and i don't like it at all yeah i agree with not you on like, this one will not see again but my kids loved it and i can't imagine either one of those movies being seen by me as a kid. I'm the kid that went to see Jaws in theaters when I was 12 years old. Scared the hell out of me, but I saw it. I liked it. I go back and watch it frequently because it's a great movie. These two movies, I don't even know what damage they would have done to my psyche if I saw them when you I was never at that allow age. a doll in the house ever no! again. No! <laughs> no! I wouldn't allow animation in my house. Are you kidding me? Now, you said that you actually had a couple movies that were similar in effect. Well, we just touched on one. Coraline. Yes. The just un- an awful movie. The, Terrible. The other one is so vague. It came out in 1981. Now, I got to look this up. Go ahead. And the movie was called Saturday the 14th. And it was supposed to be kind of a riff. From the 30s and 40s, it was kind of making fun of horror movies. Was it animated? It was not. Um, and it's about this couple who inherits this house. Uh, the kid finds this book, and he starts reading it. And, of course, it has all to do 
with Saturday the 14th. And the more he reads, the more he's like unleashing monsters in the house. It's a horror comedy, according to yeah. this, from 1981. So you were, what, 11? I was 11 years old. Okay. And I remember it specifically, and it was on HBO 24-7. And every time you turned on damn HBO, it was there. <laughs> and it was these monsters slash demons would, would just eat people in the house. I mean, they would come out of secret doors or whatever and just like wiping people off. And to this day, I cannot watch this movie because I went into it. My dad goes, oh, you're going to love this movie. It's a comedy, blah, 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 blah. Well, needless to say, after the first person dies, I'm like, I'm waiting on the laughter. I went to imdb.com as you're discussing it. I looked it up and the trailer pops up at the top of the screen. And there's like a creature from the Black Lagoon kind of thing. It's cheesy. And there's bats. Yeah, it's cheesy as all get out now if you look at sure. it. Sure. But but at 11. At 11 years old in 1981. There's and eyeballs in a cup of coffee? It was so. What is this? So creepy. And people were just dropping left and right in this movie. And they ended up having to lift this curse and everything else. And, of course, they have a happy ending and blah, 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 blah. But just getting through that movie, I, I don't know if I could do it today. I now there are, and I was looking to see who starred in this. Uh, if you were a child of the seventies and eighties, two names that pop out are Richard Benjamin and Paula Prentice. They were, I guess the lead characters. They were in a lot of stuff on TV and in the movies back then. Of course, nobody remembers them now. Yeah. Not a clue. Jeffrey Tambor, who was in arrested development as the patriarch of the entire family, uh, and who's also on uh, the Larry Sanders show, Gary Shandling show, things like that, yep. who I love. He's very funny. He's the guy with the deep voice, the bald guy. He was in this as well. And those are the only names that I recognize. Such a creepy. Very cheesy. Wrong, yeah, cheesy, wrong vibe movie. I, I was presented with one thing, and it was something completely different. <laughs> that That one bothered me for years oh. after that. I would rather sit down and watch Friday the 13th over and over again at 12 years old mm. than watch that movie. Yeah. Um, so this was kind of like a, a, a horror parody of the Friday the 13th? No. And it was, it, well, I went into it thinking that. Oh, okay. Okay. And I thought, okay, well, it's got to be because of the title. Sure. That's I'm what like, I assume. They're obviously making fun of this. Sure. Not so much. Now, nothing to do with Jason Voorhees or, or, or the lake or his mom or anything like that. It had nothing to do with any of it. It had to do with people just dropping like flies if they came over to the house. I gotta say, from the trailer, you're you're right on every count, other than the fact that I don't know how scary it is for a kid. But the cheese factor is is way high. Oh, it's way high, and it's like they throw everything at you. It's like all these different from the trailer that I'm looking at mm -hmm. right now. They throw like eighty different things at you. Oh, at least. And there's no theme. No. There's no. It's whatever they have laying around runs, the set. Yes. It's like, hey, oh, did you find that co <laughs> costume Where in the it? attic? We're bring bring it on. There's like two of the monsters that were particularly disturbing to me. Um, but it was just one of those things. It was just like, I go back and look at it now and go, I don't know why I was I was scared at that. So have you watched the whole thing since? No. Okay. I will not go back and watch that. No. Probably not. <sighs> I was thinking that over this coming weekend if you were to find it mm -hmm. and i were to find monster house yeah that we would subject ourselves to these things i could do that i mean i don't know where i and maybe revisit even remotely find that but i will try to monster house freaked me out i i, I can't i don't know what you would have i liked. remember you going to see that movie yes I think. 
And the, the problem that I had with that is, if I remember correctly, there was nothing in the trailer that led you think this was anything more than a, oh, it's an animated romp. And it took a dark turn about halfway through. And the <laughs> second half was just nightmare fuel. And the way that they drew it up, the way that the animation was, everything got dark and everything was purple and black and loud. It was the tone. And yeah. they literally, if I'm not mistaken, buried somebody alive under that house. <laughs> and then they go and they tell the story of this and they flash back to it. And you're going, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. So this should have been a rated R feature, not PG for the kiddies. Because the kiddies' dad didn't like it <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody else feels that way. I may be alone on that island. But man, did that movie mess with my head. And again, part of it was because... I dozed off in the middle of the movie and woke up to the scary part. Let's I, see. It's on Amazon Prime for free. What is? Uh, Monster House. Okay. Uh, Hulu with a subscription. YouTube, I guess you can buy it on there. Sure. Um, Apple TV, I guess you can buy it there as well as well, far as streaming goes. Well, what about September or uh, Saturday the 14th? I have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. That, not available anywhere. That Can't be found. My guess is it will be on... Um, like Amazon Prime to like buy it or something like they that. They have a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, they 100% do. Uh, I'm looking it up now. <laughs> Not that I want to know the answer to this. No, I don't want to know the answer either. I, Monster House just, uh, seriously, I don't know what they were thinking. And by the way, I should point oh, out. Oh, it's free on YouTube. Really? It's free on YouTube, free on Amazon Prime. I'm going to find that because I am going to watch that this week. Yeah. So those <laughs> maybe, are the maybe when we're bored out at Radiothon, we'll just put it on the laptop. <laughs> We can do that. Watch it there. I figure you, sir, will be fine with that. So it'll be in bright daylight with plenty of people around. And I'm at the hospital when I have a stroke. <laughs> it's right there. It's right. Any kind of medical help you need. Gurneys, all that good stuff. He's down. <laughs> I've only had that experience one other time. And, and I did. This is where I know that there, there's a theme to this. Now, um, one of my favorite movies uh, is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Love that movie. Saw it in the theaters. The problem that I had it's in the great. theaters was I, I had gone with my fiance at the time mm -hmm. when it came out. And I did that thing again. I nodded off a little in the movie. And I woke up right when Judge Doom reveals himself at the end. Oh, and he's all And up his voice the, goes up and his eyeballs face, yeah. shoot out. And he's got the buzzsaw hand. And he's coming after Eddie and, and, and Roger. We've also come up with another theme here. Yeah. Is it you paying to go watch a movie and taking a nap? Sometimes you this gotta, explains so much. Sometimes about you, you got to pay the extra bucks to get peace and quiet. Every, and unfortunately, it doesn't always pan out that way. <laughs> but that was that killing me. Imagine that, if you will, much like the other situation I described with the Monster House. Um, I was with my fiance, and I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm through the movie, and I love the movie, but I was just so tired. Right. And I nodded off, and I woke up just at that point where Judge Doom's voice starts going up. And that is a scary part of the film. If you're wide awake, it's a scary part of the film. And that takes that whole film into a very, momentarily into a very dark place. Oh, yeah. And you're going, whatever happened to Happy Roger? Whatever <laughs> happened to all where, the tunes? Where, where are the singing? Holy crap, that's bad. <laughs> and that's an intense scene for anybody. But when you wake up and you, you don't have the lead into that, and you kind of yeah. come back awake and you go, 
Oh my God. That would do it. Yeah, that was absolute, I can see waking up to that. That would be scary. Absolute a hundred percent nightmare fuel. And uh I, I highly recommend hey, try this experiment at home. I highly recommend if you have the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, go ahead and put it on as you go to sleep. <laughs> Just go ahead. You need an alarm clock? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one scene will wake you up, I promise you. One hundred percent. All right. That's uh, episode twenty five. Of the Mud Flat and Palmer, we're forced to do a podcast. Podcast, thanks again for listening. Sorry about the long wait. We're going to try to not be as long between episodes. Now we'll do one next week. Yeah, life got life gets in the way sometimes, unfortunately. The last month has been crazy just it with really our has. schedules. So. And even this week is going to be crazy for us. And hopefully by next week, we will be able to get you back on a regular schedule. We'll get back on a regular schedule as well. Yeah. And I, I've noticed that uh, our supervisor here at work, Weather Wayne, uh, has been frequently dropping off the numbers uh, of how many downloads and listens that the uh, podcast has. And uh, he's like, oh, good growth, good growth. I'm like, man, we haven't done it in like three weeks. Are you kidding me? So did we just say thank you? Yeah, that's all I did. I didn't thank say you. that. I said, oh, hey, hey you know, we we work for you, man. And then, <laughs> and then today it was like uh, I actually bumped into him, and it was like, are you guys not doing a podcast this week? Because, again, we're occupied for three, you know, three-fifths of the week with other things. Yeah. And I said, well, and we had always had the intention of cutting it today rather than on Friday. So I said, no, we're getting ready to cut it right now. So, And, again, I want to circle back around to the fact that this isn't part of our job. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, people are taking an interest in it. This is not part of our job. This is just something we do. We do. Yeah. You know, and if they ever went back and listened to the previous 24 episodes, they know we talk about them all the time which proves they don't listen exactly it's the best gig ever it really is it is so therapeutic we get to come on here and talk about the people we work with and we know damn well they don't listen to anything we say while we're here much less on the podcast they're not going to make the extra steps to go and listen to what we have to say since they can come down the hall and listen to us and they don't i fired my therapist a long time ago because no need exactly no need that's 85 bucks an hour you didn't have to spend yep i'm promising you this is much better anyway have yourselves a wonderful week or so. We will be back with episode 26 in a matter of uh, several days. Also, I want to thank you for listening. Go to our Facebook pages and feel free to drop us a message yeah. about the podcast or Please anything do. else. Uh, you can always email us at uh, mudflatandpalmer at gmail.com. Don't forget you can catch us on the radio Monday through Friday, uh, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the terrestrial radio, which is... Uh, 99.3 in the PD. You can listen to it everywhere on the Cat Country app, which is also free. And, uh, of course, right here on the podcast. So thanks wherever you are, however you're listening. We appreciate you and have yourselves a great week. And that's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Mud Flap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast podcast. A new episode goes live every Friday. So check back then. If you need more of the guys, you can hear Mud Flap and Palmer in the PD on 99.3 The Cat weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. and around the world via the Cat Country app. Have a great week.